Hey, it's Tuesday. The new episode of Two Degrees Hotter is out. It's my favorite Gen Z lifestyle and self-development podcast. I'm on my way over. Let's listen to the latest episode. Hello, everyone, and happy Tuesday. Uh, This is one of your hosts, Kylie. I am not joined by my co-host Anya this week, but this is the Two Degrees Hotter podcast, and I'm doing a solo episode. Anya's currently in South Carolina, so I'm taking the floor because not only is she in South Carolina, but this South Carolina trip happened to coincide very nicely with uh, my three-year anniversary, (laughs) if you want to call it that of dropping out of law school. I actually, so I'm recording this on a Wednesday night. And so to me, I would be graduating law school this coming Sunday. For you guys listening on Tuesday, it would have been this past Sunday, two days ago, that I would have graduated law school and had my JD. And instead, I'm a silly little marketer. (laughs) So I'm going to talk a little bit about what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, what I've learned in... Well, actually, I guess technically it's been two years. I'm such a a liar. Wow, it's been two years because I did do a year of law school. All right, it's the two-year anniversary of dropping out of law school. But yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit. I feel like it's been interesting uh, knowing that I would have graduated law school this week and not actually graduating law school. So I want to talk about that a little bit. I really didn't script out too much. Like I have a couple of things that I want to touch on, but I also kind of wanted this to be more stream of consciousness and just like a timestamp of this time in my life to look back on when I'm feeling uh, doubt or uh, just needing like reassurance, I guess. But yeah, but before we dive into that, let's do our segments, starting with the week in review. So I was really trying to think of like what I've been up to in the past week. I did go home this past weekend. This past weekend was Mother's Day, uh, and it was also my younger brother's college graduation. So he did, technically my brother did two years at a community college near where we grew up. And then he moved on to uh, UMass Lowell in Massachusetts to finish out his bachelor's. So two years getting his associates, three years finishing out his bachelor's, and now he's graduated. So I guess technically we became a family of first-gen grads, me and my two brothers, uh, when he got his associate's three years ago, but he, like, we all knew that he wanted to continue on and get his bachelor's. He didn't want to stop at his associates, and now he's at a point where he doesn't want to go and do more school. He wants to go and work full-time, and so, yeah, it just, it feels, like, official, like, wow, me and my two brothers are officially first-gen college grads, which is crazy, and yeah, so that was really cool to see. Um, it was great to celebrate him and all of his hard work. He graduated magna cum laude, which is incredible. He did such a great job finishing out this degree. And yeah, I'm very proud of him. And then that was on Saturday and then Mother's Day was on Sunday. So I got to hang out with my mom for a little bit to celebrate Mother's Day and obviously just hang out with the rest of my family as well. But yeah, 
that happened. I'm trying to think of any, literally anything else that happened in the past week. I truthfully have been feeling so just like run down, I guess. Like I don't, it's so weird because I don't feel like I'm getting sick or anything. Like it's not like, oh, I'm coming down with something and I just have no energy. It's like feeling like I just, no matter how much sleep I get, it's never enough. And I always need to like take a nap or like, I don't know, just like low energy, low motivation. I don't really know what's going on. If I had to guess, if I had to place a bet, I would say that it likely has to do with the fact that this time of year brings me a lot of stress and anxiety, uh, whether I know it or not. And so I think my body is sort of uh, holding on to the trauma. (laughs) The body keeps the score. You know how it is. So, but yeah, anyways, all jokes aside, I have been feeling very tired and I want to get over that and not in a way of like drinking more caffeine. I want to like actually uh, get to the root of the problem because I'm sleeping fine. Like I haven't had any issues really with sleep. I just, yeah, I don't know. Been weird. It's been very weird, but that's what's going on over here. Nothing too crazy. So let's get into my favorite. So for my favorite this week, I did want to shout out, Anya touched on it last week, but I don't think either of us have made it like an official favorite. Now I have to double check. Yeah, I don't think I've made this like an official favorite. And if I did, then you just know that's how much I like it. Uh, It's ClassPass. So ClassPass, if you don't know, is a app where a bunch of different gyms and fitness studios and workout classes post their uh, classes for sign up. ClassPass itself uses a credit system. So you pay a certain amount a month for, you know, a tiered amount of credits. So for example, the plan that I'm on is $89 a month for 43 credits. And, you know, there's plans that are cheaper than that and come with less credits. There's plans that are more expensive than that that come with more credits. And then the classes and the open gym times that are listed on ClassPass are worth a credit value. So I've been going to a women's only gym uh, in the Boston area. And if I book, you know, a 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. gym slot, so not a class, just time in their gym, it'll cost me anywhere from like two to four credits. Uh, They have things like core power yoga. They have Barry's boot camp on there. They have uh, solid core they have Soul Cycle, a lot of a lot of really popular ones. Those sort of classes will end up costing you more credits. I think Barry's is like fourteen credits, which is absurd. Core Power is like nine credits. Uh, so yeah, depending on what it is, it's more or less credits. And then obviously for the month, if you have like me, those forty three credits, uh, you can use them towards whatever you want. Uh, and there is an option to buy more credits. Also, sorry, there are kids playing outside. I actually am going to shut my window. One sec. Okay, I shut my window, so hopefully it's a little less um, noisy from the background. But. You can use the credits for whatever you want. And then another cool thing is that a couple of the ballet studios that Anya and I like to go to are on there. I think she mentioned that's um, what she's been mainly interested in ClassPass for is to save a bit of money on those uh, ballet classes. Not all the studios that we go to. In fact, the studio that's closest to me is not on there, which is kind of a bummer. But two other ones that are really nice and in the area and offer adult ballet classes 
are on ClassPass, and they're, like, also, like, two to four credits each, so not bad at all, and it definitely saves you money if you, you know, do the math of how much a credit costs versus how much it costs to pay out of pocket for these classes. You normally save, like, a decent amount of money, and it's really nice for people like me, even, like, Anya, that, like, like to try out different things, like to go to different classes. It's been a really nice way to get, like, me out of my apartment. I work completely remote still, and I love the Peloton. I'm kind of out of my Peloton phase right now just because I was finding myself in this sort of situation where I literally like wouldn't leave my apartment. <laughs> like there were days where I just never had to leave my apartment and I wasn't liking that. Like I kind of liked the motivation of getting up and going somewhere. Um, and I also like that there are like late fees. So it like really motivates you to get up and go. So yeah, so I will leave a link in the show notes for you to sign up for class pass i'll leave mine and anya so you can choose who you want to be a referral uh but yeah i highly recommend i'm pretty sure they have it in like most major cities definitely double check but i know they have it in boston and las vegas and uh south carolina because i and anya have used them in those areas but yeah all right so we're gonna get into a very quick ad break and then we will dive into my thoughts on being a law school dropout If you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through. That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diosti in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode. Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down. Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. With their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. I think I want to start this by saying that I don't really plan on, like, talking about law school after this episode, and I don't mean that to sound like very dramatic because I also don't think that we talk about it that much anyways I guess more what I mean is that this is like the last episode of me sort of you know solely reflecting on law school like I don't really want my solo episodes to be about law school moving forward and like I just am I'm all set so like I said I I would be graduating this year from law school and so it just kind of feels like a good place to like close close the chapter on law school, uh, on the pod. Like, 
I dropped out of law school, cool. Like, I don't want that to be my personality is, like, the moral of the story. And even in my personal life, like, I'm at a point where I no longer, like, have it included on my resume. Like, I I honestly should take it off of my LinkedIn. I do think it's still on my LinkedIn. But I'm going to take it off of there. Like, and it's not to say that I'm trying to hide it by any means, but I just don't think from a professional or personal development state it's doing me any like service anymore like it's not and that's not to say that it's like bad for me now but it's like I I've learned the lessons that I needed to learn from it both professionally and personally and so I'm kind of like okay I'm sort of done with this whole hee hee like I'm a drop law school dropout type of bit uh and I've honestly gotten to the point where like in my personal life, I often forget that it was ever a part of my life. This week, this month really has obviously been different because this would have been like a big milestone in that part of my life. But for the most part, like I kind of keep on keeping on and forget that that even happened and have just established a life so far from that experience that like it only really makes me upset to think about it. And that kind of like gets into my next point of like, Even though I learned a lot from this experience, at the end of the day, for me, it brought way more harm than good. It was one of the worst times of my life, and I've been, like, pretty transparent about that. But I just, like, at this point, whenever I, like, bring it up or whenever I you know, talk about it in any sort of, like, form. It just kind of, like, resurfaces the trauma and the anxiety of, like, going through that. Like, it was just a miserable experience for me. So, like, think of an equivalent miserable experience and whether you, like, have ever gotten to a point of wanting to just not identify with it anymore, wanting to just kind of acknowledge its existence and move on from there. That's kind of how I'm feeling about law school. So that's kind of, that's where I'm at. I will also say, I guess I can talk about like how I feel about the law school experience now, the fact that I did go to law school, the fact that I dropped out of law school. Um, And I would say there's like four main emotions and they're all conflicting, which is like so fun for me. That's a great time. Um, So the first is honestly, actually, no, I'm going to save that one for last because I I know I'm going to have a lot to say. The first is relief. I am so glad that I did not put myself through law school. I am so glad that I realized when I did that it was not the path that I wanted. I'm so glad that I'm not graduating this weekend. I'm so glad that I'm not preparing to study for, excuse me, for the bar exam at the end of this week. Uh, Like that, it's, it really is such a relief to know that I was able to leave law school and pivot and build a life for myself that I am very happy with and that fulfills me and that uh, provides for me. And it, yeah, like nothing is ever worth the cost of your peace and of your mental health. And that's really what law school came down to for me. That's what it was costing me at the end of the day. And so I'm, I'm very glad that I didn't compromise that. Like I have a lot of relief, which I guess also goes into the next uh, positive emotion that I feel about it, which is a lot of like pride. I'm very proud of myself. I think 
I've talked a lot about on this podcast about how I was the overachiever, straight-A student, like, always did well in school, liked school, top of her class. Like, that that was my sort of identifier, especially going into law school. And I was always the person that had the plan and saw it through and didn't give up and always did their best and deciding to leave law school kind of directly opposed that. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. In fact, I think it's a really good thing. But it was the first time that I like really like said, you know what, I know I committed to this path, but it is not right for me. It is not going to bring me happiness. If anything, it's detrimental uh, to my health and well-being. And so I'm going to leave. And I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud that I I stuck up for myself, kind of touching on what I was talking about in my weekend review. I am a first-gen college student. And my older brother is a doctor. He is a physical therapist. He had to go to physical therapy school and take the board exam. And so my sort of example growing up was someone going to a four-year bachelor program and then going to a three-year grad program that gave them this really cool title to be like really proud of and and that and that would change like your life. And so I think for me, you know, I was never a science person. So becoming a doctor was sort of out of the question. Law school felt like the equivalent. Okay, I can do four years of bachelor's and then three years of law school and leave with my JD and be a lawyer. And it it had that same level of impressiveness. It had that same level of prestige. Um, And so that it just, it felt like that's what I was supposed to do is the best way to put it. And I didn't necessarily have external factors, but I, I did feel a pressure to live up to the precedent that my older brother set and so to sort of go along with that for as long as I did and then pump the brakes and say actually no this isn't what I want was tough there were a lot of really difficult conversations that I had with my parents and with my family about why I was doing this and why I felt this way and why I didn't want to continue law school you know I remember my dad telling me like no one can take that degree away from you. Like once you have your JD, you can do whatever you want, but no one can take the JD away from you. And it just got down to the point of like, what is that JD worth? Like, is it that JD actually could take away my happiness, my well-being, my uh, mental health? Like it, I think that it, it was just an interesting like tension point to sort of get my parents to understand that having that degree, yes, no one can take it away from me, but it could take a lot away from me, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm just very proud that I stood up for myself is what I'm trying to say. And then the two sort of like negative emotions that I feel, I still feel a little bit of shame with it all. I mean, I think that's natural as like a type A perfectionist that not completing something, choosing to leave something is just going to bring about a little bit of shame. And I even like feel like a twinge of embarrassment if I ever like explain, oh, it's not that like I couldn't have done it. Like I was doing really well academically in law school. I just didn't want to. Like it feels like, oh, of course, that's what anyone would say who like dropped out of law school. No, no, it's not because I couldn't do it. It's because I didn't want to do it. 
But like that really is the case. <laughs> like I was doing well in law school. I could have become a lawyer if I wanted to, but it comes down to like the just because you can doesn't mean you should. Lesson, I actually heard that in a video today uh, or not in a video, in a meeting today during work. Uh, and I was like that I immediately thought of law school just because you can doesn't mean you should. But I still like beat myself up a little bit for it. And then that sort of feeds into a feeling of regret that I am trying really hard to fight and really uh, struggling to shake because I think fundamentally I believe in not regretting anything because I think every choice that you make does lead you to the person that you want to be. And I touched on this in our last episode, like the choice to leave law school opened so many other doors for me in my life, right? And I wouldn't be in this place that I am today. I wouldn't be this person that I am today if I didn't go through that experience. And I am happy with the person that I am today. I'm happy with the life that I have today. And so why would I regret this one decision if it like didn't end up having a net negative? But there are so many times where I just, I feel really behind or like, right now in this weird time where like I know I'd be graduating and my mental health is suffering a little bit like there is a twinge of regret of just knowing that if I hadn't made that choice I wouldn't still be feeling these like repercussions two years down the line and all of like the bad that came out of law school I wouldn't have experienced and it's it's such a like delicate line to walk because yes, okay, law school led to, like, some bad experiences in my life, but, like, who's to say that another choice that I made, like, if I didn't go to law school and worked, like, that I wouldn't have had different bad experiences that I'd be sitting here rambling about on this podcast, but yeah, so I, I'm, I, like, objectively know that regretting law school is, like, pretty useless for me and isn't going to help me at all, and then I also know that, I do still feel that little twinge of regret at moments and just wonder what my life would have been like if I had never gone to law school. Hopefully that makes literally any sense at all. So I guess like the next thing that I would want to get into, and again, like I said, I wrote down some like ideas of what I wanted to talk about, but I didn't properly script this. So I'm kind of jumping around those ideas, but as a fun little exercise uh, to remind myself why I shouldn't regret law school is I wanted to talk about some things that I think would have never happened if I didn't go to and then leave law school. Is that true? I guess things that would have never happened if I never left law school and then some things that I don't think would have happened. Uh, So the first is I write for a living. I had this realization not that long ago, honestly, which may sound stupid to be like, Kylie, you spend 40 hours a week doing your job and you just figured out what you do for a living. Like, hello. But when you're like in the day to day, my job consists of a lot of things outside of writing. Like there is a lot of other elements to my my role, but especially having just been, you know, brought into this content marketing manager position, I realized like, wow, I have made a living for myself writing for a company. And even my brother was saying, you know, he talks to my brother, like I said, as a physical therapist, and he'll talk to his patients about uh, me and my younger brother. A lot of his patients are older, so they'll ask about his family. And he, you know, will explain, oh, you know, my younger brother's still in school, now about to graduate, and my older sister, or my younger sister, 
I'm the older sister to my younger brother. My younger sister uh, writes blogs for a living, which is an oversimplification of what I do for sure, but it's not an incorrect statement. I do a, a ton of writing for a living. I mean, at this point, I write the majority of the content on my company's website, or at the very least, I'm the one like editing everything. I'm kind of like a editor-in-chief of the content at my company, and that 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 was my dream. Like if I could have picked anything to do for a living, I would have picked being able to write. And it's just it's interesting because, you know, obviously as you grow and have new experiences, your dreams evolve. And so obviously I don't feel like I've necessarily like fulfilled this dream because I'm not necessarily writing what I would want to write as my full-time job and as my full-time income. But I am writing for a living. Like, I do make money off of my writing. That is sort of the asset that made my company take, you know, sort of a leap of faith on me uh, and hiring me and continue to, like, support my professional development in that area. So, I think that's a really, that was a really cool realization to come to and something that I'm very proud of. So, and I, if I had stayed in law school, I would, Technically, I guess I would be writing for a living, but not not in the same way. I don't consider writing um, briefs to be writing. It's not writing that's being like consumed by the masses. It's writing for a very specific purpose. But I could go down a whole rabbit hole comparing brief writing to legal writing, I should say, to uh, content marketing, but I won't do that. So my next thing is moving to the specific neighborhood in Boston that I'm in. So I always knew that I wanted to move to Boston, but I never knew which neighborhood I wanted to be in. I never really, like, I hadn't conceptualized the dream enough. I just knew that I wanted to be in Boston wherever I could, wherever I could go, basically. And moving to the neighborhood that I am in, it's just been the perfect fit it is it's it's just perfect like I, I don't know how else to put it it's perfect I can walk to the places that like I need to go to on a regular basis I can tee to like most places and it's not egregious I'm not too too far from Zach like it's a beautiful neighborhood and I just feel very lucky and I you know I was living in the north end at one point and I probably would have stayed in the north end downtown um that sort of like area if I had stayed in law school to be closer to school and I'm not like trying to yuck the yum of you know the people living out there those are also great neighborhoods but for me where I ended up is just way better for my personal life lifestyle and and wants and I am moving at the end of this lease cycle but it's only you know a couple blocks down technically it's a different neighborhood but it's kind of it's one of those things where like I'm right near the line of my neighborhood in this new neighborhood. So it's not, it's basically the same neighborhood. The next thing is, and I would argue that this is the one that's the most like, I this probably wouldn't have happened if I hadn't gone to law school and then left law school. And that's meeting Zach. Because I really do think that like the timing of that all, going to law school, literally having not a singular second to think about my love life, and then dropping out, deciding to date when I did, and holding out as much as I did. I shouldn't even say holding out, but like trying as long as I did through dating apps to then meet Zach. I 
that wouldn't have happened if I didn't go to law school when I did and leave when I did. And I just feel very lucky about that. Like, when I think of our relationship, that's sort of like the number one thing of like, well, I would not have been in the place that I was when we met. And I would not have been the person that I was when we met. And clearly the person that I am uh, right now is what works, what makes this relationship work in addition to obviously him being the person that he is. And that I, I just kind of hold on to that sometimes. And I'm like, this is, it's reason in and of itself to not regret going to law school and then leaving law school. And then honestly, and this also kind of falls into the category of um, things that wouldn't have happened if I had never gone to and then left law school is this podcast. Because if you guys are OG listeners, you know that Anya and I started this when we were about to graduate from undergrad and I was going to law school and she was going uh, to work full time. And the whole like shtick of our show, I guess, for lack of a better word, was that uh, we were kind of documenting the two different paths that you could really take or the two most common paths that you could take when graduating from college, either continuing your education or going into the workforce. And so I don't even know. If, I guess we didn't start the podcast just on that premise. Like it started with we should start a podcast and then, okay, what is it going to be about? But in a way, like this wouldn't have started if I didn't go to law school in the same way that it would have started if Anya had decided to go straight through to a grad program. That's something I think about. And then I think if I had never left law school, I honestly don't know if we would have made it this far in the podcast because I think I don't even know how I kept up with the podcast while doing my first year of law school. Like genuinely, I don't know how I balanced it. And so I can only imagine like getting to like this point where I'm graduating and then studying for the bar. Like I I don't I don't know if I would have continued the podcast. I think law school would have just pulled too much of my attention uh to like sustainably keep this up for three years. And obviously I love this podcast so very much and so I would not want that that's like that's huge uh and it's a huge part of my life so honestly this was I hope this wasn't a boring segment for you because this was a healing segment for me uh I had a great time talking about this I feel so much better no regret at all so I don't have like a nice way to transition into this last section but I did kind of want to talk about you know three years ago when I was about to graduate from undergrad what are some things that I would have done differently to maybe not have such a bad outcome in my like immediate post-grad experience? So that if you're like, if you're considering law school, like I've said before, I don't want my experiences to be a like deterrent for people that want to go to law school. I don't mean to like fear monger anyone out of going to law school. If you want to be a lawyer, you have to go to law school and that's fine. People do it every year, every day. They go to law school and they succeed and they get out and they become lawyers and they're happy and content and fulfilled. So I don't want to minimize that as a very real possibility of going to law school. This is just my personal experience with going to law school. And I think it just speaks to like a broader topic of making decisions in your life based on what you think you should do as opposed to what you want to do. I think that's like the biggest takeaway that you can take from law school is that you should never, or from me dropping out of law school and going to law school in the first place, is you should never 
make choices because it's what you think you should do or because you're afraid of other choices um, that maybe at the time don't feel as certain. You should always make choices that like feel true to you and that feel authentic to the life that you want to live and what will fulfill you in the end. And when I really like look myself in the eye, I can't say that about my choice to go to law school. So that's like the big thing, you know, take the fact that my experience is around going to and dropping out of law school with a grain of salt because there's so many people that want to be lawyers and that are doing incredible, incredible, incredible work in the field. And I don't want to deter the next like RBG from going to law school. That's not my, it's not my intention at all. But some things that I think can help you like really, really, really make sure that you're making the right choice. And this is more academically based. I'm I'm sure Anya and I have an episode somewhere that talks more about just like personal life decisions. And if not, that would be a great topic. But if you're considering any post-grad degree, law school specifically, here are some things that I would have done when preparing to go to law school to really make sure that this was what I wanted to do. So the first thing would be a gap year or even gap years. It's actually incredibly common for people to take gap years between undergrad in law school. In fact, a lot of people will get like a master's between that time. Some people will just work between that time, but it's super common. I think the average age of like a 1L is 25 or 26. So the age that I am currently, three years out of undergrad, uh, that's when people start, you know, realistically getting their JD uh, or starting law school. And I think that if I had taken a gap year, or a couple of gap years, I think I would have realized that law school wasn't the right choice for me. Or at the very least, it would have given me the time and the space away from being a student to really reflect on if that's what I wanted. And it would have given me a break from being a student to, you know, sort of like rest that part of me uh, and not experience such severe burnout going into my first year of law school. Like I was just so spread thin by the time I started law school that I didn't have anything left to give. And I think if I had taken a gap year, it would have given me that like really crucial reflection and rest time to figure out, is this what I want to do? Am I feeling ready for it? Do I need to take more time to just work and not be a student? Because I also think that I am the type of person that, you know, if I do want to go back to school, I can turn my student hat back on. I was always a good student. I'm not too worried about, like, I do eventually want to go to a grad program someday, and I'm not worried about having to step back into that role of being a student. I know some people are, you know, I have to go straight through or I'll lose the motivation, And that's like totally fine and valid, but I just don't think that's the case for me. So why I pushed myself to do something that I didn't have to do is, it was just silly of me to do. I should have given myself the time and the space. So if a gap year is something that you think is attainable for you, is something that, you know, both think you think will help you, then definitely, definitely take it. If you're on the fence, take it. And the worst case is that it'll, if you don't end up going back for the grad program, you probably didn't want it that much to begin with. Like, really think about it. If you really, 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 truly wanted to be a lawyer in this example, you would find your way into law school. It didn't, it wouldn't matter if you went straight through or if you went, 
10 years after you graduated, which is also very common. You would just go back and you would get the degree, you would see it through, and you would become a lawyer. And yeah, I just think a gap year would have helped helped me make this decision at least more securely. And I think in truth, it probably would have showed me that I really didn't want to go to law school. I just didn't know what to do with my life (laughs) at the time. And so I thought, I'll just continue school and go to law school. So another thing that I wish I had done is I wish I actually did some sort of law or paralegal internship. And so I did do one at a law firm. It was completely remote, like before remote work was cool. It was for a really, really small law firm, literally two guys, two partners, uh, and that's it. And I was doing just like very like mundane data pushing tasks. And one of the guys actually told me he was like, do not go to law school. Like it will ruin your life. Uh, And he was right. I would like to say he told me, I told him that he was wrong at the time, uh, but I would like to let him know if he's listening that he was right, uh, at least for me. But I wish I had done more work in a law firm, in a legal setting to like actually see what it's like. And I know a lot of people say that law school and being a lawyer are very different, but I think if I had... I don't know, maybe if I had a better idea of what being a lawyer would look like, it would have motivated me either way. I either would have been like, you know what, this isn't that, like, interesting to me, and so it's not worth, like, pushing through a rigorous academic program to get to this end point or get to, you know, this perceived end point. Or I would have been like, this is amazing. I love this work. Like, I love the lawyers that I'm working with. I want to do this. And it probably would have been enough motivation for me to get by. But instead, I just didn't, all I had was one lawyer's shitty experiences in law school. And so when I had my own shitty experience, it was easy for me to be like, okay, well, bye. Like, I'll see y'all later. I'm not doing this anymore. So... Yeah, I wish I had just gotten more, like, hands-on experience. And again, you can apply this to, like, any grad program, really. Um, Just getting more hands-on experience in the field that you're interested in taking on that rigorous academic program for so you know what you're getting yourself into so that it can act as, like, a piece of motivation or a wake-up call (laughs) that, like, this isn't what you want. And then the last thing that I wish I did was I wish I explored other grad programs and opportunities. Law school for me really came out of recommendation. I had a professor that was like, you'd be a good lawyer. And at the time, you know, I was studying English in undergrad. I was a first-gen college student. I had parents that were worried that I was literally never going to find a job with an English degree. I was worried that I was never going to find a job with an English degree. And so he said law school and I said bet. And just kind of had my horse blinders on and was like, yeah, I'll go to law school. And then when, you know, when you tell people, oh, yeah, like I'm studying English right now, but I'm planning to go to law school. No one really bats an eye at you. They're like, okay, that girl's got her shit together. Like, good for her. She's going to be a lawyer. Rock on. And I wish I had taken the time to actually explore other grad programs. Again, just to remind myself that like, just because... I could go to law school just because it was a viable option for me. It wasn't the only option. Like, I had other options. I could have made other choices. And clearly, I mean, I don't have any grad degree right now, and I'm still making a decent living doing work that I like to do with my undergraduate degree. 
So just reminding myself that like the work that I had put in and the type of worker that I am, the type of work that I produce is enough on its own. I don't need this grad degree, these grad programs, this prestige basically uh, to be okay, to get a job, to make a living. Like I'm, because I'm doing pretty well as is. And so I wish I had like given more time to exploring that. Again, a gap year would have been huge for that. Uh, and it's something that, you know, it's okay. This is something that I get to do now. Like, like I said, I want to do another, I want another degree. Like I definitely want to continue my education and I am, you know, having fun looking at what those possibilities look like now, but I do wonder if I had, you know, given them more serious thought three years ago, if I would have ended up picking law school in the end or if, you know, a different program would have caught my eye, would have, you know, been a better fit for me at the time and, you know, what my my goals were at the time. But anyways, I'm going to stop the episode there. I'm keeping it pretty short because, like I said, this is, like, pretty stream of consciousness, so I'm not going to make you guys listen to me just ramble on forever because uh, that would be no fun for anyone. But I also, who knows, I might listen to this episode and be like, this is absolute garbageola and it will not be seeing the light of day. So if you're all listening to this, something in me told me that it was good enough to air on the internet. So I hope you liked it. Uh, If you did, make sure to subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. And because it really helps out our show, you can subscribe on Apple and Spotify now, just so you know. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at 2DegreesHotter. Can leave us any uh, advice that you need in our anonymous suggestions submission box. And with that, Anya will be back to tame my stream of consciousness next week. I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Bye.